pay check. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, Turn it down. My uh, volume is so high. Uh, why? No, it's, I, I put everyone on six. Oh, jeez. And lowered in Perdo's production. Oh, okay. I found some very strange stuff. One really particularly strange thing for you to watch on YouTube. We're going to react to it in live time. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to let this play. Okay. There's audio to it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, what? Well, Jesus Christ. Just wait for it. Wait for it. It's beautiful. The first frame just says, you will suck cock. Comfortably. Focus. On the screen, ideally with headphones on, and relax, and relax. Breathe deeply in, What is and this? exhale, relax. It's uh, ASMR. And relax. Well, like, I feel like you're trying to hypnotize to me into blowing you. <laughs> That's what I wanted the people to think, but it's not what I was thinking as a joke. Oh, it's freezing. No, it's not. No, 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 you'll see it. All the while, your yeah. body is relaxing deeper now. As you hear my voice. Why are you unbuttoning your pants? I'm not. In the oh my god, put your pants on. <laughs> okay. I will put my pants on. Okay, good. Into a place where you can relax and relax even further. Did you make this? No, I found it. Who made it? I don't know, some anonymous chick. To melt. Chick? Yeah. Absorbing these cock sucking. Affirmation. This is absolutely made by a guy. You, you think so? Yeah, dude. Why? It's a woman. Because it's you will trying to convince someone to suck cock. What do you? <laughs> I mean, the first frame. It's. Listen, you are going to suck cock. God, I hate this. <laughs> Can we just listen to a hallway you room and never bring it up? How long is it? I don't know. You want? Oh my Jesus! <laughs> eight minutes. What? You we're doing the full eight minutes? <laughs> yeah. It's my show. It's my rules. So, then we'll what? read the articles. You easily. So I are going to <laughs> it is. It's like, gonna work. Yeah, okay. I know. Do you do this to every There's guest? No, I just decided this would be funny for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, you like torturing me? Not really. Are you testing? Sucking cock is natural. Good lord. <laughs> you really think a guy made this? You yeah, I was like, this woman is like, she's trying to channel something. You are constantly. No, this was made by a guy, and that's like an AI voice. Oh, I didn't it's realize like that. The same voice on the original GPS. Turn left. Oh, you're right. Have a mind. Oh, you're right. I got, a guy did make this. So you like, yeah, yeah. What woman? Sucking cock. No woman is trying to convince other women to suck cock. That's that's how you get ahead in this world. What? They keep that secret to themselves. But a man would make this. This is like Mugatu from Zoolander. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, I got six more minutes of this shit. Yes, yes, we do. Is that why you paid me? No, no. I paid for No, I paid you mainly to read the article. This was second. You need to find. Dude, we have. You think listeners are, want to hear this from eight, six minutes? No, but I think they do. But in my head, they do. Really? If they don't like it, they can fast forward it. What percentage of your listeners are women? Very little. Uh, negative, perhaps negative. No, it's like 4%. Really? Yeah. 80% guy. And then 16% non-binary? Pretty much. It says unspecified. Really? Yeah. You are not afraid to suck cock. You love. Now that you say a guy you made this, I think it. you're right. Yeah, Tay. Of course. Because I, I just you thought a woman it. made it. Like, 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 I, I didn't know why. I just thought, yeah, it's just a woman that made it. Yeah. Become reality. You will suck cock. You want to be a cocksucker. No, I don't. 
Take it back, bitch. You are made to suck cock. So it doesn't evolve in any you way. No, it does. And it like the random every two minutes it changes. Alpha car. What's it next? Eating pussy? Suck no. Okay, has Training it changed bombs. once? No, but it will change. I just I don't I haven't memorized the patterns yet. Man, I, when you said it was gonna be a react video, I thought it was gonna be like, dude, looks like you know, watch a guy get hit in the nuts with the tennis ball. Yeah. Not this like Nazi era homoerotic. <laughs> Hypnotize. You will suck cock. They call it nympho hip or something like hypno nymph. A cocksucker. Are you into this shit? I am, but now you seeing guys making. Why make it? are you playing something that you're into while I'm here? What the fuck? Because it could be funny. Listen. Really? Yeah. Listen to me. You are <laughs> listen to me. Let me see how much longer. You listen to me, lady. No, I'm not. All right, how about you that? You want to suck. No, I don't. God damn it. <laughs> this is the most unlistenable podcast of all time. No, it's not. Are you sure? I'm sure. Uh, Should I run down the guests we've had on here? Yes. Nick Pelleggi. Oh, who else? Quite a few headliners. Anthony DeVito, Mike Racine. Have you shown this to Anthony? No. Are you going to? No. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. What the fuck? And yet you don't value me? I value you enough to show you this. No, this feels like I feel very unvalued. Okay, but you're going to read my articles. You feel free to say whatever you want about me. How did it go? What did you show Anthony? Oh, we just talked about mob movies for 26 or 40 minutes. That's great. He's very knowledgeable in that. He's a fellow Italian. Yeah. So it's Racine, right? Yeah. What'd you show Racine? We talked about like, uh, uh, I had him tell him my his Ross. I was on the podcast. Talk about how he's taking his landlord to court. Cool. Yeah. Why? That's a very convoluted story. And if you want to hear it, Brett, tune into that episode called Bling Bling Men or the Bling Bling Men. You suck cock so well. You need to find. Come You're halfway through it, Brad. You're no, half. dude, I'm okay. I'm, I'm more than halfway. <laughs> you were if this were halfway, I actually would leave your podcast. You oh will. God, we have two minutes left, guys. It didn't change, you, you liar. No, I thought it does. Did you watch the full eight minutes? Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times? You yeah. Did you opportunities. Yeah, but with porn playing with, with this audio. You are not afraid. Porn on silent? No. So you're, cock. right now you're playing for me you something you cranked it to. Well, who hasn't? Cranked it? I mean, everybody, but to yeah. this, yeah. perhaps only you. Okay. Well, it does have a million, like two million views. That your dreams really? of yeah. sucking cock. So, okay, more people have masturbated through this. Yeah, weird. You will but how yeah. many have played another podcast you for their friend? No. It's probably funnier than it was, for you at least. I'm glad you're having you fun. Are made I am. To suck you are made to make fucking you awful, weird podcasts. They're not awful or weird, just this alpha segment. Cock. What's this segment suck called? Cockaholic. Please don't name the episode that. No, I already have an episode named that. What is it? Confessions of a Cockaholic. I interviewed a gay guy. It is something funny about... Yeah. Just the idea that you're like, what is this guest credit? Oh, he's gay. Like, like it's not that. <laughs> but he's funny. And he, that's what talking about. Oh, it is great. Is he a comic? Yeah, he's a comic, yeah. But he's very funny. But it's the way he said it. It's just like, I had a gay guy on to interview him about being gay. That was half of the show. You, are going to you what? That was half of it, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you play him this? 
No. Will you? He'll probably hear it if he listens. Now that is over. That is done. My grandfather, uh, a few months ago on Easter Sunday, told a great story involving him being in a movie theater when he was around 18 or 19. And I realized I can't retell that story because it's not my story to tell. So I had him recently sit down with me at the breakfast table, and I had him um, retell the story the best he could with the emotion and the humor he told us at the dinner table for Easter Sunday. And I'm going to let that story play for itself with my grandfather witnessing a scene, a very humorous story being told about him going to the movie theaters when he was age 19 or 18, depending on uh, what he said in the story. And I'm going to let him and that audio rip and play for itself. Uh, 1948, I was 18 years old. You know, World War II had ended. And there were a lot of heroes. And Churchill was one of the heroes that America looked up to. So I went to the movies. It was a movie theater called the Lois Commodore, which later on in life became the Fillmore East. So watching a movie, the movie ends, and the newsreels come on. And there's Churchill speaking in Fulton, Missouri and making a major speech about the Iron Curtain that the Russians have put throughout Europe. And while he's speaking, all of a sudden, all these people in the movie start screaming, Warmonger! Warmonger! And I'm looking around, I'm saying to myself, I mean, this is a, supposedly a hero, and these people think he's a warmonger. Well, I later found out that in my neighborhood there were a lot of communists and socialists that hated Churchill. And it was such a shock to me that <laughs> Churchill was considered a warmonger in 1948. But today, I can see why they thought that, because, you know, he was always uh, anti-communist, and uh, the communists knew he was anti-communist. Thank you. Now back to the main narrative of this week's episode. Anyway... The next segment I did is an interview with Sean McCarthy, one of the three hosts of Alpha Smokes, the podcast. Hello? Hello, hello, Sean. If hey, you, how are you? If you feel like it, feel like you need to uh, roast me for mixing up the time hour. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I don't have anything better to do. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, the reason I was curious about getting you on this my podcast is because like I'm on your Twitter a lot, hmm. and it always amuses me how much you're being called a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, but those are my best followers. Oh, they love me. No, oh, those are your actual followers. I don't know if there were yeah. any, like, at, like, it was my follow-up question. It was, like, any school of thought of, like, are they alt-right or whatever, or conspiratorial, like, or, like, any camps of people are trying, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, no, please elaborate. Oh, you mean, no, yeah. Were, were those individuals who call you Nazi or a uh, friend or foe or uh, uh, hate, troll haters? 
Um, I mean, I guess it's probably a mix of, of stuff. It was uh, That's how I got banned originally was just uh, Israel lobby people. You know, like a lot of, there's a very active movement on everywhere in social media yeah. by supporters of Israel. And if, uh, if you take anti-Israel stances politically, which I do, then sometimes you just want to make a joke where you yeah. Photoshop a Holocaust denial book onto AOC's tax the rich dress. And then people say it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> I don't even think that really is. No, no like, I mean, on the scale of anti-Semitism, that's maybe like a, a point one or point five. Like some of the shit I've seen on the deep web and other places. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but I guess you know you get graded on a curve. Yeah, they they hold me to the standard of the rest of Twitter. True. Okay, my next follow question about that is um, these uh um, you were saying um, fuck, I had the word it properly. Uh, your 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 uh, when you were uh, like attacked on Twitter and shit, like, uh, like how many like that's what I was trying to say. The being ca- calling someone a Nazi at this point via Twitter or whatever form it is, I think hell holds no weight as an insult because I've literally seen in comic sections other Nazis hate on one another by saying you're Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, obviously. Nazism has been completely, as a term, bastardized, abused. Yeah. And not just by random people on the internet. I mean, this all started with the U.S. government would just call everybody Hitler. Like, Gaddafi was Hitler, Saddam Hussein was Hitler, Manuel Noriega was Hitler. I mean, you know, at some point, once every dictator in the world is Hitler, you know, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And, yes. Very true. So, like... I don't know, like, I don't, I, I'm not pro-Israel, but I'm not anti either. I feel like there's a lot, like, it, the argument itself, I feel like, is very, it's the most un-honest uh, argument when it comes to extremes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where, understandably, people can't really find a common ground consensus, but... You know, I, I think it's it's straightforward enough in that no, there absolutely. were people. I say yeah. like like it is an apartheid state, but so many apartheid states got over their issues in the 21st century. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, mean, I give I give Israel enough lenience to possibly get past where they are now. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not serious when I tweet nuke Israel. It's just a political extreme expression. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that gets you put on certain lists. Yeah. How but, many, I want to ask you about that. How many lists have you been put on? Oh, I don't know. They don't let you know. But, I mean, I guess I did get written up on some a pro-Israel blogger has, like, anti-Zionist but not anti-Semite <laughs> of the day. And I got written up there. Well, who were which you? I thought was... That's very funny. Who do you? Who are the other people on that list next to you? Like, oh, just like random college kids that started a BDS club, in boy, boycott divestment sanctions. You know, like actually though, so there are more prominent names, and I keep being disappointed that I never get nominated for anti-Semite of the year. <laughs> That's gotta be either someone uh, in the super far right or someone like. 
no, nah, not even far left. Like the anti-Semites in the far left, I don't even think are real left for a lot right. of reasons. I think a Rashida Tlaib won it at some point. Or maybe Ilhan Omar, yeah. one of them won uh, anti-Semite yeah, yeah. of the year. But like, even just the, the most anti-Semitic <laughs> person, like this congresswoman Al- from Michigan, Alina <laughs> Omar. Like I don't even think she's that even that bad. Maybe some to open a rhetoric from the GOP in the last year. Yeah. No, it's all just very. I mean, the whole thing is so cynical. Very. But it's it's anti-Semite is just used as a term for opposition to Israel. Which, of course, you know, cheapens the term. And then we do have a resurgence of some real anti-Semitism because that's like right-wing populism. Yeah. Is how, how do you solve the problem of the system sucks, everybody hates the economy, but you're committed to capitalism? Well, I guess one way you could do that is just say, oh, there's certain bad capitalists. There's like a little click and they all get together and they ruin capitalism and if we just remove them and we replace them with regular wasps and capitalism will work <laughs> yeah work fine so you know it's like anti-semitism comes back because it's it's like a unified field theory because unlike other forms of racism like anti-black prejudice it's only the the jewish one the anti-semitism one where it has an actual Theory as to how the world yeah, is ordered, like what how power works. Zion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, have de- I, the last two years, have like do- done a deep dive into where that book came from. Oh, yeah. You found out it was the God's honest truth. No. And there was a real meeting. <laughs> no. But the, actually, the thing about the conspiracy of in itself, think about it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the argument itself, the protocols, doesn't even add up. If it's, a, if it's a secret meeting that was never supposed to be known in the first place, why the fuck is it being documented? At risk of life and limb, exactly. A brave whistleblower took down the protocols of the elders of Zion to share with us. Yeah. Anyway, so um, there are other like besides anti-Semitism, the BDSF uh, um protest. Were there other prominent like weird political like stuff? I know you're a mover or a trooper. You mean nine eleven? Yeah. So like, were you like at all like put on like like I don't know how to like media in that realm contacting or talking about you? No, I mean I know a lot of journalists follow me and know me. Yeah. You know, like big name people like Glenn Greenwald. I'm not trying to name drop. I'm just saying like yeah. I know these people are aware of who I am, but. Uh, you know, like, actually, it was funny. It was, at one point, Ilhan Omar's official Twitter did retweet me. That's very it, interesting. Yeah, and it stayed up for, I want to say, seven hours. Because I, I saw it at night. I was I took a screenshot. I was very excited. And then by the morning, she had unretweeted me. Because, you know, enough people in Democrat political world are aware of who I am and what I've said. And somebody alerted one of her staffers, like, actually... You shouldn't be associating with this guy. So, like, there is, you don't have to be on, like, an official blacklist. I wasn't even implying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know that's not what you're implying, but it's just, um, there is kind of a social contagion where people learn when they're trying to be climbers in whatever industry. Don't, you know, it's fine to observe uh, somebody, you know, maybe even talk with privately, but you don't want to be 
seen too close in public if you have uh, higher aspirations. That's the reason why it won't air. The interview I did when I was 19 was Sargon of a God. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That is from my archive. Yes. Anyway. uh, How's that guy doing? I don't even know. I I have not talked to Matt since that thing happened like eight, ten years ago. (laughs) Anyway. um, So when it... um, He conquered conquered Mesopotamia. (laughs) Yes, he did. I'm sure he's doing fine now. Yep. Uh, He'll bounce back. Yeah, yeah. Um... So when it, when it when it comes to your um uh, uh you got taken down Twitter right for like how many times they banned me like five or six times but then okay. Elon Musk hero yeah unbanned me for forty billion dollars okay have your um, numbers so- since those bannings fluctuated all from like less to higher I have uh around the same amount of followers like you know it's not growing like it was at one point and i think that's probably more to do with twitter kind of driving people away right now i'm actually i i like how it is right now like i'm not gonna stay for long but i like seeing this shit show the dumpster fire that it is yeah no it's fine i'm not leaving twitter yeah, yeah and um so, like, what are some of your, like, I'll give you my credits when it comes to, like, news in the moment, but what are some of the highlights that you've gotten, like, like, achievement of, like, political commentary? I'm just fascinated because, like, your Twitter feed does fascinate me. Yeah. No, I mean, I do think, I don't want to give myself too much credit because there's a lot of very smart people who yeah. are on Twitter and promote this parapolitical stuff, but I do think I have encourage people who are serious about learning to seek out the work of Peter Dale Scott. Um, I, you know, I was a big advocate for him with my little platform and some of his books have, uh, spread fairly, fairly, uh, widely within that little circle. Um, so obviously he wrote the books and there's a much bigger community, but I do think I at least helped a bit there. That's good. That's really good. And you know, um, I'm just saying, like, when it came to, like, what I meant earlier with credits, like, when I was younger, I got, in, like, an article written about me in the uh, Zariza Greek newsletter. Mm. And at one point, I did a, uh, some, like, video essay on uh, Leibach, the nor- uh, when went to, went to North Korea, and apparently that video essay was shared on the official DPRK Facebook tourist page. No, that rocks. Yeah. Dude, I hope those guys are subscribing to your Patreon. Which one? Layback or the Democratic People's Republic of Korea? It would have to be the North Koreans. I'm sure the Greek ones can't afford it because of their German creditors. <laughs> it took everything. They can't, it's can't afford $5 a month. Anyway, so uh, you, sa- you're, uh, you said you're... Uh, I heard on Twitter and also on the podcast, Just for Smokes, you should, everyone should listen to it. Um, uh, you got back into stand-up, right? Recently? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of started dipping my foot in again. Because I was at a bar show recently, and I saw you on, on it, and I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was somewhere in Crown Heights or Bed-Stuy, and I can't remember what show it was. Um, I don't know. I was, yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway. Or, yeah. So, uh... What are your jokes like mainly about like I haven't seen your any of your uh, sets, but like you do like the shit you do on Twitter on stage. 
Sort of. I mean, that's kind of what I learned when, you know, because I've done stand-up a while and I've, I've been on Twitter a while and I only kind of got a following on Twitter when I learned, like, you know, I started doing stand-up. Well, yes. Yeah, that's part of it. Because it's like, essentially what you learn the longer you do it is being funny in different arenas is a completely different skill set. Yeah. You know, like not entirely, but there's there's enough significant differences that like being funny at stand up comedy means being funny the majority percentage of the time for a general room, random room full of people. Whereas on Twitter or any Internet platform, you can curate an audience that will understand much more specific references that the general random room full of people that comes to a stand up show won't understand. So like on Twitter a long time, I would just post stand-up jokes, you know, or one-liners or something. And they, you know, here or there, they do okay. But once I started talking about things that only, a, let's say, specific group of people would understand and just kind of focusing my tweets much more on these kind of political things or these other areas where you kind of attract a, a niche you know, well-educated on these matters following, then I started getting much more traction on Twitter. That's good. You know, like, you said Grant Greenwald follows you. Do you still fuck with him that he's now, like, an alt-writer? I still think he's fine. I mean, you I, know, I, I say like he can He can have the freedom to believe what he wants. I'm just saying, like, do you still, like, I'm trying to say, like, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? think he's worth having, uh, um, his contributions now are to what they were are tainted or not. No, I mean, I think they're fine. I, I get that uh, he gets kind of pushed into this left versus right culture war yeah. where people don't really judge uh, the content that you put out. They more just want to put you into a friend enemy camp. And, you know, like I'm certainly a troll online. I, so am I. He has, He's definitely likes to troll other journalists, which is funny. I like to do that no, he too. Does. Yeah, he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, but so you know, once you do that, you're kind of put on the shit list. I but think he's, I think I think he's, he's better. I think he's better at two examples: Dave Rubin and uh, Sam Harris at what he does. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Dave Rubin's a fucking idiot. Yeah, no, of course he is. Sam Harris is a coward who won't debate nine eleven. Like he, he no, just he explicitly, did he did a few times. Yeah. Well, he says he won't do it anymore because yeah. I will debate Sam Harris on nine 11. I will, okay. I will, I will crush him so much. He will believe in God having witnessed how I dismantled his arguments you with know, omnipotent logic, <laughs> rationale, reason, and empiricism. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been reading, you ever, you ever, you ever heard the, um, the book that was published recently, the Bin Laden papers. I heard of it. I haven't looked at it now. I've read it recently, finished it, and I was saying, like, you know what's very strange about this man, Bin Laden? He's a civil engineer, PhD in civil engineering and mechanics, but yeah, he's also a fucking creationist. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, well, you know, at least he appreciated Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I'm yeah. glad we could share that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, um, how often... Would you say, um, like, with the Twitter shit, like, it gets too out of hand, like, uh, like a troll campaign against you or something? 
Not as much anymore. I mean, it is partly because, like, I uh, now that I got my account back, I'm not censoring myself, but I try to be careful. Like, I uh, I don't deliberately antagonize Zionists like I used to, and what do you mean? Occasionally... What do you mean Zionists? Like, how far right or far liberal? I mean, just like let's say rabid Israel supporters. Okay, so GOP like, types. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yes, and I, you know, you know, another thing is I used to a lot more, let's say, care about the direction of the left in America. I don't. Or, let's say the the democratic socialists, and so because I cared, I would post in in much more uh, invested ways about some of the very silly political litmus tests that are I think the put DSA, on the left. And, yeah. They, they're a terrible party. Those people are despicable to me. Well, they represent a certain, yeah. let's say, downwardly mobile, college-educated, yeah. um, middle to upper middle class, office worker type, which is, you know, fine. They deserve political representation. Everyone but, does. But once you do that and you start wrapping it up in the mantle of your speaking for all working peoples. You're not. Well, yeah, well then some of the litmus tests, such as open borders and all this sex work nonsense and then identity politics. I don't even politics. get where the sex work shit came from. I really, I delved into it. I don't get how that got incepted into the mix of it. It all just comes from NGOs. Like, they were using that as a cudgel against Bernie 2020. Because that was the whole thing that they, you know, they all flipped out, let's say the liberal left. Yeah. Because, you know, he probably won in 2016. I mean, he probably, he probably Hillary, did. It doesn't even but, matter at this point. Right. But, you know, regardless, he came very close and they were freaked out. And so it became a let's push Bernie to the left in 2020 race. And what that means is just making him take extreme stances on cultural issues that have nothing to do with Medicare for all. They have nothing to do with raising the minimum wage or encouraging union membership uh they were just like let's go out there and let's berate bernie for not supporting open borders let's make him apologize because the campaign was in 2016 was too white and too male like whatever the fuck that means that bullshit smear let's just acknowledge <laughs> you know that what i also find very yeah. funny about a lot of socialists who like, hate quote-unquote masculinity uh you fucking what? worship che Guevara. Yeah, yeah, that guy was pretty cool. No, I meant like the masculine thing, like he's very masculine. Yeah, he is pretty masculine, yeah. Yeah. He was funny, you know, he was asked about um, Rosa Luxemburg's yeah. theory of revolution. Yeah. And he said, well, it didn't work out too well for her. She's dead, isn't she? Yep. Which is a great response, because Rosa got owned. Yeah, by liberals and social dems. That's right, yeah. The, the <laughs> Rosa thought she could uh, mess with Yes in My Backyard Twitter, but they called the fucking fascist fry corps and put seven bullets in her head. Uh, yep. Anyway, so um, how often would you say um, when it comes to like uh, like your Twitter? I'm just trying to get more into it. Like I for years would never do it was, but I'm trying to like get the water started with like tweet jokes. So, like, how many think a, a week should be like good? Oh, you could just post, like, once a day or every other day. I think that's fine. I mean, 
you know, you just fire off some tweet jokes. But I would say just talk about your own hyper-specific interests, like yeah. things you're very knowledgeable about. Because that's like what's useful about Twitter is like you can find people who are hyper-knowledgeable in specific areas. So just like anywhere that you have an informational advantage or you know a lot about, you can just kind of tweet about that stuff. And I think people will kind of find it even if even if you don't think a general audience would be interested excuse me it's fine you know like those it, things you... sorry twitter like at this point i'm need to really like tweet like text you can do videos as well and sound clips yeah that's true but that's like um the one thing twitter has going for it is like a lot of writers and people who still read you know, um, whereas tick TikTok and Instagram and all that is much more visual, and they're always going to remain dominant there. But Twitter remains the one fully. I mean, it's yeah, not text fully text-based, text based, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was getting about with the Twitter, um, with it being text based, one thing that worries me about that is the. Um, it's so much easier to misrepresent text than is an objective sound or video clip or even image. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, my uh, friend John goes and pretends to be on me to be me on Twitter every few months, uh-huh. and that's so uh, you know. And then there's what plenty of do? what does he do as you? What does he do as you? And he just changes like this. Uh, he takes my profile pic and then he just puts like some sort of racist display name or That's like smelly Indian guy and just tweets, you know, his usual stuff. But then, you know, I mean, nobody now that it's what it would mainly be is when I would get banned, he would do that. So people would think I was back on his account when he's just like posting whatever racist bull or like retweeting gay porn or whatever he's doing. Mm, mm-hmm. But, um, but anyways, uh, now that I'm back, people don't confuse him as much, but the, the point is I accept it. It's the internet. You can't oh, of course. stop you can't, you people can't from doing that. The internet. Once it's rolling, you can't, it rolls. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Jean, thank you. All. Yeah. I always give everyone this podcast thirty minutes to a half hour. Just uh, plug your shit and uh, take it and uh, close out this segment and part. Oh sure, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm on Twitter at Sean McCarthy Com C O M, and then of course Out for Smokes Patreon dot com slash Out for Smokes, and uh, I got a website at uh, Sean P McCarthy dot com. Hasn't been updated in a while, but I'm hopefully gonna do something with that this year. Let me uh, pivot to another, uh, a few things I want to talk about before we get to the meat of this issue or episode. In last week's episode, I was talking about how I was trying to get Ben C. Han, the comedian in New York City, and his roommate Sean on to discuss his weird dietary habits. And I wasn't able to get a hold of either of them. So this week is the finally what everyone's been waiting for, including myself, presenting the recorded audio of Sean who happens to be Ben's roommate, and just the weirdness that it is that we were discussing regarding Sean's eating or dietary habits. And I have to admit, the audio in certain locations is kind of rough. Just deal with it. So besides that, let's get this episode kicking and started.
Talk to me. I have to hear the story of this pork fest situation. Okay, let me get let me get Sean on the phone too. I think it'll be. Oh, oh, he's easier. he's in the he's in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah. He's I, ha- I have to have it. I have to have this madness. All right, so we'll we'll start here. Here's the here's the meat thing. Sean's like a weird like prepper slash like uh, I think he gets like his diet from like the manosphere. What blogs do you eat from? I follow some coupons where and that's there's no manosphere. What people? Uh, Liv Vite on Twitter. Um, Doctor Jack Cruz. He's a doctor. I'm not. It's not just some dude. He's not affiliated with Dr. Sevy. No, he's not affiliated with Dr. Sevy. Well, like Liver King, before he was a jackass. Yeah, it feels like Dr. Lizard King. Dr. Lizard King? I mean, he's not Dr. Liver King. King. Dude, Liver King is like, if you can't tell he's on steroids, like, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, so Sean eats weird, and he thaws, he buys his meat, and he buys like half a cow at a time. And uh, I guess. Oh, half a cow. That's a lot of cow. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of cow. It, I mean, it's a lot of cow, but, the, but cost effectively, it's like it comes out for like four bucks a pound. You just have to buy a separate freezer for a small New York I've apartment. I've a freezer, dude. It's a chest freezer. It's not taking up that much space. It's very but didn't you buy, like, isn't this your set? Like, you have another chest freezer. Yeah, and how, many, how many inches by feet is it? Just one freezer. Uh, how many, yeah, how many square feet is it? Um, I think it's eight. Yeah, six eight. to eight square feet. Oh man, that, that is a lot. That's a lot. That, that's like a small. That's like those one of those singular uh, sauna, a hot, dry sauna for an apartment. Yeah, you could fit a human body in it. Yeah, sometimes I check. <laughs> yeah, you could fit a human body in it. Like, yeah, you have to like separate the parts. But like again, you do. it's a, it's not. They don't advertise like, hey, are you a fucking serial killer? Buy this freezer. It's normal that people have freezers. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, you're like, how I much buy... are you paying on shipping for all this fucking beef? Dude, you can buy a freezer for a night. No, this, this is what he does. He uses his time. So his farmers in Philly, right? So he takes a mega bus to Philly with like two bags, and then uh, he'll get like some dry ice or something, or maybe not. He'll just let the meat get hot on the bus. That's <laughs> that is fucking disgusting. That is a like that is horrible. That sounds horrific. That he's eating it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have like you know two duffel bags full of cow and like and he loves like heart and liver and stuff so he's just like getting hot on the, there's like a single mom next to him just like look <laughs> I have to admit I, I do like I do like cow liver I ha- I do but I only eat it once a year yeah it tastes pretty good if you know how to cook it right but, but yeah I mean um yeah but, but yeah, you're so fucking I, traveling I with it that's like some third world country shit no offense Ben what, what? Oh yeah, it's like third world. Yeah, it's like you know, liver's third world country. Oh, you mean like having half a cow at a time? That's not <laughs> third world, dude. That's people do it all the time. It's luxury. It's, it feels luxurious, dude. Yeah. Like, I got no, I mean, that, like I, I know that for a fact. That is some third world them. shit right there. Traveling of half a cow in your bag. And I didn't. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't fit half a cat like. You know, like I had to do like a couple trips, so like every month or so. <laughs> oh my god! Friends, like, I let, oh my they god. let me store some of the meat in their freezer. Yeah, he's got meat stashes in random places. Like <laughs> 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 a little meat rat, just all up and down the East Coast. He's got meat. <laughs> really, not up and down the East Coast. Philly. Wait, 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 wait. I, I need no, to know, Sean, Sean, Sean. No, are, are you only doing? Are you only doing this with beef? Are you doing of other meats we, we might want to know about, like pork, swine? chicken oh yeah i mean i uh i mean i used to get like i got like the most of the pork has like a quarter of a pig 
Yeah. But like lately, I'm more of a lamb and beef guy. And then my sister has, or my sister has chicken, so I'm more like, when I go to North Carolina, I'm more like process those, bring them back, and just have some old chicken instead of like, you know, live the best life, free range, just you know, best diet, etc. Okay. So like, yeah, this is. This is not third world shit. Man. No, 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 no. Uh, I was saying like just traveling on a bus with the train. Absolutely overprivileged bullshit. Yeah, this like you shouldn't have this much time to. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have enough. Anytime you want a steak, you had to take four buses. Dude, it's like no, it's insane. No, I just I bring like twelve steaks at a time. Like again, if it comes out to four bucks a pound, that's still pretty sick. Yeah, but why are you traveling anyway. to these places in the first place? Why can't you just go to a regular, or, like high end butcher shop in the city or Brooklyn? I mean, I buy meat from like in Brooklyn too, but like he likes looking at like the buck tooth farmer, just swindle him. <laughs> <laughs> they know me, and they like they know you. Of course, they like you. Yeah. Who else is buying like no parts? Nobody's willing to do that shit. They'll sell me that for like two bucks a pound. Yeah, that's not a swindle. They got a bag of balls. You want this, Sean? He's like, yeah. Yeah, he wants some Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, Sean also like yeah, like has a raw milk thing. So he like oh yo yo, you do raw milk? That fucking gives people tuberculosis. Yeah. What? It gives, it's like tuberculosis. People get tuberculosis from raw milk. Yeah, yeah if you're not careful. Yeah, if, you're, if you don't know how to do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was the last case of tuberculosis from raw milk? Man? It's legal in Pennsylvania. So, like, clearly Pennsylvania knows something about tuberculosis okay. that we don't. Okay, I actually recently Googled it, and the last major case of outbreak of tuberculosis was in 2012. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. So it has nothing to do with me, and I'm not worried about. So no, no, I, I don't. Good. I'm not blaming that on you. I'm just saying that it's a result. It can happen from raw milk. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it mostly. I use raw milk to just either make cheese or. Okay, that seems very reasonable. That seems reasonable. It's pretty reasonable. This is unreasonable. So he went to the graveyard. And there's like a walnut tree at the graveyard. Oh my god, you're fucking grave robbing walnuts. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so you know, went to the gra- there's a walnut tree at the graveyard, and he just picks all these walnuts from. You know what's really sad? I know exactly what graveyard he went to. Cemetery here in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yep. The, the, the one has the most us. mausoleums out of all the boroughs. Yeah. What's that? The particular graveyard you went to, I know which one it is. I just know. Yeah, yeah. It's like the biggest. It's like right next to Prospect Park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I I forget the name of it, but I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, so he has an Ikea bag full of these, like, cemetery walnuts that he has. Hardly viable, great tasting. They're disgusting. They're like black and run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is why why GMOs are important for your health. What's that? This is why GMOs are important for your health. They don't rot your food. Yeah, I I'm not rotting the walnuts. The husk on the outside rots. If you know anything about walnuts, the walnuts are this, this is what Sean told me. If you know anything about walnuts, you expect there to be maggots on some of them. And then <laughs> on the husk, on the husk, <laughs> so fun. if you know anything about nuts, the look, the maggots are good. Yeah, the <laughs> no maggots, they, they add flavor. I gotta know, as a fact, I gotta, I'm just curious. Sean, yeah. is your next step churning butter in your bedroom? 
I've already done that, man. It's not it's not worth the effort. Like you because you can just separate But picking baggots off of cemetery dude, nuts, you you'll never have this is my favorite. So like uh, we have a backyard in our building and like um all four units can see yeah. and Sean's in the backyard, which is like a piece of hunk metal we found on the street, just breaking his maggot nuts and just like these hot bushwick girls look down and just like crouching. <laughs> They're like, hey Sean. <laughs> Why are you using your fucking piece of metal? Why just use a hammer? You're <laughs> All right. Sorry, what was that? I well, was if you're using this hammer. fucking metal thing, why you just buy a hammer to break them open? No, I have a hammer, dude. I just okay. had, like, it sounds something better. Yeah, yeah, so I could do, like, 12 at a time as opposed to, like, one. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. insanity. That's not insanity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. What Throughout all of history. Jesus cracker, goddamn walnut. Uh, I use a nutcracker. What's up? Yeah, oh, gonna, I mean, I know the, the best like, thing to use is the Master Cracker, but that's like... <laughs> <laughs> I know what he's talking about. I know what he's of talking about. Of course it's the Master Cracker, man. Yeah, we all dude. know about the Master Cracker. <laughs> but, like, dude, you think I can afford a Master Cracker? Yeah, it's $140, dude. I'm not even going to fucking spend that shit. Yeah, when you're picking nuts from the graveyard, yeah. you don't have money for you already ha- like when you're picking <laughs> When you're picking nuts from a cemetery tree in Brooklyn... It already says you're a proud yeah, member. It already says no. You're a proud member of the Hobos Union. Dude, that it's a ho- dude. They if the homeless were there. Dude, we'd probably have a better whatever. Dude, homeless don't even know. I didn't say homeless. Dude, I said Hobos. Dude, Hobos Union. Just saying, like if, again, if you also there's like hickory trees in there. There's um, there's walnuts, hickories, and then a certain type of oak that if you like leach the tannins off, you can't eat that too. But I'm not doing that shit. But yeah, like. The hickories and the walnuts. Did you not see all uh, Sean, which, are you are you in the winter? Are you going to go to Central Park for your maple syrup? No, dude. Fucking, if you do anything, stop feeding off the cemetery trees. All the graves around that tree have been dead for like a hundred fucking years. <laughs> yeah, the, my, the, 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 the decomposed bodies might add flavors to the nuts. It's called composting. Dude, no, they don't. Okay. <laughs> Alright, you're being, you guys are being ridiculous. Dude, you're like a little death druid. You're like, I must go feed by, by trees. Or <laughs> I, I ate like three walnuts this year. The rest I just planted in the ground, like in a bin, so they could. I'm, I'm trying, the whole, the real thing is to grow the walnuts. These I'll walnuts eat, have like, the souls of dead Polish. And that's the only dead thing. Polish people and Italians were gentrified out out of neighborhoods. Wait, well. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, I was playing off of what Ben said. There, there oh, were the graves well, yes. of dead Jews and Italians who were, uh, got pushed out of the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's still on the buildings around him. So. Uh, yeah, that's how Sean gets back to him. Dude, it's not getting back at anybody. Check it out. out. I'm going to be a, a weird dude eating in the cemetery. I'm not eating the nuts. I'm collecting the nuts. In here. Collecting the nuts to grow them. To oh, grow you them. just admitted, like, a previously minutes back you were eating them. What's up? You already admitted, like, multiple times you are eating them on the show. Uh, shit, I can't understand. What, what was that? 
you already admitted multiple times you were eating these nuts yeah, on the I show. Yeah, I like five of them. It's not the same. It's not <laughs> That's like disgusting. I'm, going into, I'm not. Also, I'm not eating at the cemetery. I can bring them home, crack them, eat them up. Just, just a random dude bending over in the ground of the mausoleum steps, smashing some walnuts with maggots coming out, eating them like a fucking feral animal. Dude, the husk. All right, let's. I need. Okay, but the, the maggots around the, the husk <laughs> of walnuts. Like, yeah, yeah, they can't get to the nut part. That's why of they're made that they, way. they can't get in. They that. can't, dude. They can't. He's, he 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 knows his shit about maggots. You might as well be, just come <laughs> clean. You're like John Wayne Gacy. The bodies are in the crawl space, or you're eating them with your <laughs> fucking suitcase meals. Like you're blending the human arms with the cattle. I, I, I don't I don't agree with any of that. And, uh, ben, did you under Ben? Did you comprehend what I said? Ben, did you hear what I said? Yes or no? Uh, kind of. I mean, I, I, I heard crawl space and bodies, and I'm like, well, I don't agree with that. I heard John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was, okay, John Wayne Gacy. That's great. Well, I will I, I will say in Sean's defense, this is all agricultural. So not, <laughs> I mean, a single animal, but. Hell of a defense right there. <laughs> okay, okay. Just for the audience, just for the audience, I want to re- replay his defense he was put on Instagram of Ben's story. Just for the context. Let it rip! And I only put it in the room because I didn't want to, like, because John was here, that's why I put it in the room. I didn't want you to fucking have to look at a fucking carcass, you know, as, you know on principle. I know it's like, Oh, I don't care. I know you don't care, but it's just like, as a guest, you shouldn't have to look at a fucking defrosting carcass. That's my... Well, that's nice of you. That's what, that's, that's why it's on the floor. That's fair. That, but that, but it being on the floor is what's so unhinged about the whole thing. But that's the only reason. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. I appreciate it. I'm not, I'm really not trying to fuck with you. I'm really not. I just think it's funny content. It's interesting. What? Is it long pig? Are you eating long pig? Dude, man, now you gotta bring a fucking hack vid idea. Why, why, dude? Okay, we're back. We're back, people. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Supply change. <laughs> so, uh, what you been up to, Mateo? Uh, I'm trying to get my show off the ground. I, I got some good venues recently. The one you were at, like. Oh yeah, that St. Mark's Comedy Club. Yeah, no, it, it was weird. Like you know, like they told me I sold like 13 tickets. And no one showed up. Like, whatever. It happens. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes, man. People, like, people buy tickets and then, like, just, you know, flip and go yeah, yeah, I got hang it. out with someone. Whatever. Uh, that's I, just I, how it goes. I, I'm just writing emails, just trying to get stuff in the bars to have, like, shows. That's pretty much it now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let me just tell you, the beginning of this podcast was fire. Yeah, you, you like it? I do yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah you're good being roasted over it. Fucking. <laughs> you're like, you know, it's a conference. It's a, con- a conference. It's a mid-afternoon conference. It feels like a bullshit intervention to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is not an intervention. This is like a Howard Stern whack pack episode. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Oh, my God. It's just... Like gathering walnuts is like fine, but it is the cemetery that adds like some like a goth level. Yeah, I, I was exactly thinking about There's no other walnuts in Brooklyn. They, at that very cemetery, we do a goth meetup like twice a year. 
I like got no hair, dude. So fucking yeah. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, you said like crazy hair. I don't mean. Well, you can be bald and goth. Goth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, next time I'll paint my nails and go there. <laughs> that sounds hot. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm going for. Also, there's like, and it's not just a year too. Like in New York, like in Philly too, the only like truly viable walnut tree is also in a cemetery. Like, <laughs> he knows his he why, knows, why he knows his cemeteries. It just means that you're in multiple cemeteries picking nuts. It's not like it's not a one time thing. Oh like... my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so I need to notice. Where do you pick your fruit and vegetables? Oh, dude, I'm not. I'm not like. I go to farmers markets and shit for that. I'm not, oh, okay. So you're rational. I mean, or that. like, I grow some stuff on the roof, but like, not. It, yeah, I'm not going out and like into. Also, fruits and veggies don't grow in cemeteries. Just clear that up. Is there why? Why are there so many walnut trees in cemeteries? Um, I, I know, I know the, I know the answer to that. The in back in the yeah, 1800s, they believed that warded off like demons and shit and evil spirits. Honestly, they better work in shop there every yeah, night. I'm not here. I'm there when it's walnut season on the ground, dude. It's not. I'm not there every night. Okay. But yeah, I think the I think one of the reasons is like. It's they try to like people that run those cemeteries are also like pretty, you know, nature minded. So they yeah, like they, they want to try. They really are. Yeah, because I mean, they like again, you'll find trees there that grow in that area that don't really grow anywhere else because they can't. Right, like you know, you can find a shell bark hickory there, but you're you know, but try to grow a hickory in some you know on the street or wherever it's going to get its ass hand to it as opposed to like a mulberry or sycamore or whatever. So like they are very. They're very nature-minded, so they planted the walnut trees there as, like, one, because it's also, like, it does look kind of spooky, which is, I think, just the way the, the leaves and the, the bark pattern kind of thing. But, yeah, it's just, they like it. They wanted to have it there, and that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. So other people that like death also like walnut trees? <laughs> there's, like a, there's, some, there's some, like, esoterica around it. I'm not, I don't, I'm not an expert. Well. That was, Ben, that was amazing, that comeback. <laughs> oh my god uh, and how long have the two of you been living together in your domestic partnership uh, we've been living together like what a year and a half now probably something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. okay Just and how fast did Sean bring on the fact of his eating habits to you before moving <laughs> while moving in uh, I mean I, I was pretty much aware of how Sean ate pretty early on he would like visit me in New York and he'd have, like, a Ziploc bag with, like, a raw carrot and a boiled egg. For his, like, <laughs> he, he eats, like, a coal miner <laughs> on the run. Well, I like Sean a lot. No, I, I know mean, you do. I know you do. I, I don't have any problem with him. After this, I find him in- enchanting. Say it again. You think you found him intriguing? Enchanting. Enchanting. It's yeah. endearing. A lot of people, yeah, like, Sean always gets, like, uh defensive about this. Oh, yeah, get defensive. Side the boy at 32 years old, yeah. What? what? No, I I legitimately find it what he does with food and is eating very funny. It's very fucking funny. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, it's a gift. You have a gift. A gift. And you hate it. (laughs) 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 I I would just like to 
be valued for these things. You are. You yeah. are. The amount of people be like, floor beat, that's fucking wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of joy, uh, spread just a little bit of happiness wow. in this dark world. <laughs> Yo, uh, you two, uh, we're gonna wrap it up within two minutes, so I'm gonna give you the floor and plug your shits. Uh, yeah, you can. I'm at Cornbread Ben on it, and like you can find stuff there. Uh, I'm Sean Big Country. Please follow my Instagram, and uh, if you're in Brooklyn on Sunday, I'll be doing Bird Seed at Ornithology. Yeah, you should follow his Instagram. It is pretty much exactly <laughs> all stuff about like cemetery walnuts. So after, like after I made fun of him, he cleaned the cemetery walnuts on his story as a way to redeem himself. But it was just like really dirty fingers and like a jar. <laughs> and it was like, look, I eat so normal. I don't know what he's, he's talking like, about. Not for eating, tested, they're still viable. Oh my god. <laughs> If they sink in water, they're viable and you can grow them. If they don't sink in water, you're you dead. Throw them out. Just like a witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep cut. I have to admit, Ben, that joke was a deep cut. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so this particular episode, I I, um, I interview uh, Steve Gerard about his various um, projects he did regarding his art because I honestly think that Steve is one of the uh, a very phenomenal artists, uh, multi talented. It's one of the rare episodes of Let Us Be Idiots where the interviews or the interview I present is not edited at all because it just flowed perfectly. Most of the interviews I do and conduct for this weekly podcast, I fucking chop up and screw it. And like, you better believe it's like circumcised at the end beautifully, just ready to be presented hard. Without further ado, let me get this interview of Steve Gerard kicking. S-T-E-V-I-E I hope you're calling me about a J-O-B But if you're not and you just want to hang Wait till the beep and then just do your thing At the tone, please record your message Uh, hello? Uh, Steve? Hey, Mateo, what's up? Uh, let me just tell you, that rap intro to your voicemail is fantastic Love it Oh, thanks, thanks Mateo, it means a lot How long did it take you to make that little production? Oh, about as long as it Last. Okay. okay. Sort of just a little quick one-off. Anyway, I, I wanted to bring you on because like, I, like, I was looking at like some like old photos I screenshot um, capped that interest me in my arc. I, I screenshot so much shit. Like, and yeah. I, I was in my files and I found the one photo on Instagram um, you posted a while ago where you designed two covers of uh, two various vinyl records. Yes. Can yeah. You, I just want you to give me the whole backstory behind that. I went to school with a, with a guitarist, uh, Sam Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, he and some of his friends from Philly started the band, and I, well, I was, like, drawing pictures, and they just, cho- they just chose the one and said, can we make this the album cover? And then, uh, and then they sort of blew up, and then they asked me to make the second album cover, and then the third after that. I mean, it's not really that exciting, but they just, yeah, I mean, I just stayed friends with Sam mostly, and then, and he just has been, uh, yeah, he just has, I guess, yeah, he's, we, we were close friends in college, so, so he, 
knows me through that. You get you get like residuals every once in a while from those sales. No. Okay, that's that's not. That's a shame. Absolutely not. That's a shame you don't. No, I mean I don't even know what I don't I don't even know how much everyone makes like because they're a touring band so they spend a lot I think like. I don't know anything about that stuff. Neither, neither do I. I thought you would because you designed their albums. No, I'm curious. I'm just, I don't have the courage to like follow my nose. But I, okay. but I do, I don't know. Like at first it was like a friend, like sort of uh, the money wasn't, it's not really a money thing. Cause it's like, uh, it was just like, yeah, uh, you know, it was like, they just threw me a little money and I had the art for them. But since they've sort of grown, yeah, I guess I, in my mind, I do go like, you know, my, I do go like, should I be, you know, should this be, I had the last album, I, I, I felt weird putting the amount of money, not that much, but I, but I did get a nice chunk of change for that. Okay. And so, so yeah, you know, but no, there's no residuals and, but I do get their fans who ask like, can I redesign a tattoo for me? And the ideas are usually like, how about a girl crying one, a single tear and, and then there's a window into her forehead and there's like another girl there crying a single tear. It's just like shit. That's like that. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly like, what you mean. Um, my next yeah. like I, I, like I bought, um, a while ago, your t-shirt for the film. And I, uh, I, uh, still have it um in one of my boxes in my bedroom and um i was like by chance like are you influenced by the drawing style of roger crumb i love roger robert crumb yeah okay i love robert crumb i uh yeah i i do i like do you like him too i do i have a lot of his compilation books oh hell yeah yeah i um you know i used to buy this uh my sister got me this um this anthology called Kramer's Ergot, which is like a, uh, it, it, you know, that place Desert Island in in Williamsburg. Okay. You got to go. You don't know. I don't know. I've heard of it. I've never been. Oh, you, I think you would love it. It's like this dude who runs it is like super like autistic about comics. Like, I mean, that as a compliment. Like he's no, like, I know, I know, I know what you meant. Yeah. It's a comic yeah, or he, a bar. What is it? A bar or a comic book store? It's a comic book store. It's purely. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a one room anthology, and he's got like he knows his shit so hard, and he loves it. And it, it used to be like a Nextel store that he turned into this comic book shop. And anyway, the the I got into this Kramer's Ergot, which they sell there, which is just an anthology of all these different artists, and that's how I found out about obviously Robert Crumb's like a huge name, but like this dude Mark Bell. This, this Canadian guy, Mark Bell, yeah. um, and his girlfriend at the time, this girl, Amy Lockhart, uh, do really cool illustrations. And yeah, it's just like tons of people like that. But um, but I'm honored that you bought a shirt, Mateo. It didn't go unnoticed. I got so many shirts that haven't moved and I doubt they're ever going to. So I don't know how much room you have, but I would, I would, I would love to dump some, another shirt on you. Perhaps a sweatshirt, perhaps a bandana you'd like. I'll love a sweatshirt, and maybe man. Some... I'll love a, t- a, sw- a hoodie or a sweater. It's coming your way. Oh, I gotta give you. you. I gotta get you like a drawing, drawing. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Do, 
Do you draw Mateo? I do. I am. Um, um, I uh, very briefly went to art school for two semesters oh. before dropping out to do comedy, and now I'm going what? back to New University. But I went to SVA for animation, not really fit like moving image. You did go to SVA for two semesters for animation. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's that's uh that's a great that's great. SVA is like uh top tier. Yeah, no, I, I just I wasn't really interested at that point, and I like there I was. Neurologically, like uh, uh, mentally, not in a good place, and so I dropped out. Started doing comedy. Right. And now I'm back at a different place. How? Because yeah, so you, so you're going going to go back? No, I'm already going back to a different university for uh, animation and film. But that's uh, I'm not going to say that on the air because in the last month I had some people come after me hard with threats of lawsuits. So I want the least amount of information out there where I can be publicly served. Wow, wow. So who? I, I get, are you recording this right now? I am. I'm very curious about who was who came after you or what about, but you probably don't want to mention. I do not want to mention because they're extreme narcissists. I bet. I mean, just to go after somebody uh, via a, a podcast, is, it, you got to be pretty self-involved to be like this. Oh, matters. Yeah, it was insanity. I don't want to like. I'll tell that story and like happened recently for a tale for a future day because I like I have so many receipts for it. Oh, I'd love to love to hear. I'll, well, I'll I'll get the inside scoop when I give you all this. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. But anyway, so um, so with your drawings, are you like you went to art school? Or are you self-taught? Like, what's like, what's your background? I li- I do like your drawings, like and the aesthetic. But like, are you self-taught or uh, like trained in the form art form? Uh, I I did like a um some s- summer arts courses, but uh, yeah, I mostly I just like to draw ever since I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, so pretty kind of a mix, but, um, I used to draw, I, I worked on a ghost show on the road right out of college. Uh, I was a boom operator for this show about ghosts. It was ghost hunters. It was not ghost hunters, but it was, there was like, there was like in the wake of ghost hunters, there was like, I feel like a, a a flurry of like, yeah, the war in sci-fi and history and A&E. It, it, it was on A&E, and it was on one, it, it got one season, and then it got next, but it was called uh, The Unexplained. Okay, I do remember this, actually. You saw The Unexplained? Yeah, I did, because you used to love those, those shitty shows. I still watch Ancient Aliens every Friday night to laugh. Uh, what do you watch? Ancient Aliens on History. Oh, okay. I, oh, so I, this is... I believe none of it. I just do it to laugh at them. No, neither do I. And I, I was open to it. And our, the producer of the show was like full, which I respect because I feel like the only way to righteously do one of those shows is if you really fucking are about it. And this guy was like really about it. Like this guy was astral projecting <laughs> and th- this guy was like, uh, you know, seeing people and all sorts of hearing voices. He was the real deal. But the, the thing is, though, that ghosts don't exist, as you know. Yeah. So it makes it hard to do a show about ghosts. Um, but it was just people who were like, they lost their kid or whatever. And then we'd go, um, then we, we'd talk to them and they'd, they'd talk to a medium and we'd, we'd film it and there'd be no, you know, try to make the footage exciting, even though it was ghostless. But (laughs) I tell you, I tell you, I tell you this because I spent a year driving around in a van and I had nothing to do. So I, that's when I, you know, I just, I was drawing a lot and I have all these. I have all these drawings from that, 
and I'm glad I'm thankful for that time because like because uh, I, I I really enjoyed drawing probably the only time in my life oh, wow. where because it, it was sort of like a way to you know escape the the shit that I was doing you know what I mean I would say like you should probably like photograph or scan a lot of those they're scanned, baby I got them oh, that's I got per- them that's perfect you already you already beat me to it I don't know what to do with them though and and to be honest with you I don't want to do anything with them because yeah people all... some some cocksucker was like do a nft make it nfts and i was so insecure a year or two ago i was like yeah okay and i spent money like and it's making nfts very expensive i know minting them and uploading them and name you can't even do a batch you got to do them one at a time so i did all these nfts and then i was like well, i don't even know what this is. i don't even know what this is and it was just such a sad, it just reminded me, like, don't do shit you don't know. And uh, there's no free lunch, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I was no, tr- I get it. Totally get it. I was like, did you at least make money on those NFTs? No. No. No one bought any. Because I don't even know where I stuck them. Solsi? I don't know what the hell, it, I don't know what I did. But <laughs> okay, the point is, wow. I don't know. Do you know NFTs? I do. You have to, like, auction them off on a various NFT platform after you, like, have them registered as an original piece, like, like a painting. And, like... This is something... This is something... Wait, what do you say? Um, so, this like... Something... Well, you uploaded them, right? I uploaded them. So, they're registered under your uh, address. So, the only thing I do is to, like, know if they were sold or not. Just check the Bitcoin wallet attached to the account. I, I've done that. I don't think... I'm going to tell you, I don't think they sold them. Okay, that's another hypothesis. It's probably true. We're both right in both different cases. <laughs> anyway. I guess, but the, but yeah, I don't do, I don't do anything with the shit. Well, how do you know about it? What do you? So do you buy? You have a wallet. I do have a Bitcoin wallet and a very various crypto wallets. I don't use any for anything. I just have them just in case if I need to like buy something. You can only get. Off of, like crypto, I'm not even talking about illicit or legal shit. Like I'm t- like, there's so many rare, like one of a kind or like limited, like VHS or Blu-ray DVDs. It's on eBay. They would only they like they don't accept cash. You can only buy on like for some reason Bitcoin or Ethereum. Now that's very interesting because I, I I got a DVD collection going. What do you what DVD can you only get with Bitcoin? Like a lot of them are really like like limited copies of like Japanese or South Korean horror or snuff films. And when I mean snuff films, I don't mean real ones. I mean like fake ones, like well, like like cult classic horror films or body horrors that are hmm. like released like maybe like a limited run at like a certain comic book convention. And a lot of the or like uh, another example is I was trying to get this uh, DVD of um compilation. Of all the like, like Clint Eastwood direct, like didn't direct, but starred in so many Italian western spaghetti westerns that were like never released in Europe or America that Quentin mm. Tarantino owns the rights to, and he will every now and then sell them at various events. So a while ago, when he did the Hateful Eight, he was selling like a compilation disc of like eight of those unreleased Quentin Eastwood films, and it was going around eBay, and for some reason, everyone on eBay was selling it only in like can buy in bitcoin format and it was fucking obnoxious now have you heard of the dvd lady no the dvd lady because i'm on that i would listen to that tarantino podcast and they talk he talks about the obscure movies that you never heard of he yeah. goes he said this one called hostages oh, I, I, look have it up. I have seen that yeah you, you did see that yeah so that 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 one was like i couldn't find that anywhere and 
I got into this Reddit thread about the DVDlady.com, and I, I go, okay, I'll try it out. It's a website. She, this person's got every DVD, and they give you a bootleg, but it's not, it's not a bootleg like it's filmed off a screen. It's just like it's like a good bootleg. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I try. We said you didn't know. No, I I, I knew there are a lot of websites like that. So when you, there's one called like yeah. my there's one called I use called like my take DVD or something. My what DVD? Like like my recorded take or something like it's in Korean you have to translate it but that's what it comes out to my recorded take DVD dot com and it works it's good yeah it works yeah oh, okay well this DVD lady was good too I get gave her six bucks and she gave me the DVD and it's a uh, nice quality and all sorts of shit so maybe I'm just saying maybe if you can't find the shit you know what I mean but I gotta try well I gotta get a I don't know what I gotta do but you <laughs> yeah I know. it sounds like we're both gonna be fine. Go ahead. No, anyway, no. Uh, so I was like, I don't know. The only thing I can, I, I'm not giving you advice or suggestion, but the only thing I really can see you personality-wise doing with those like old things, like um those drawings of yours, if you like them enough, make a self-published book of the artwork. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. You know what I'm trying to do is move, uh, honestly, move on into the future. That is always the best choice for everyone. Yeah. And just let it sit I'm, I'm, and not try to reap it because I, I did that shit with the NFT nonsense and I just felt, I felt pathetic. So I'm just going to move on into new stuff. No, that's always better. Doing... Like, it's always true. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to ask you if you're doing stuff with Greg and Rob. No, they're like Greg, uh, uh, Rob, I talked to a lot. I don't Greg is like off the radar for me. I don't understand what that happened. Why? What do you mean he's off the radar? Like, he's sick? No, like, I, I don't know. He just like. Whenever I text, uh, I have we were in a group chat. Whenever I text him, Rob always responds. Greg just never responds back. Or whatever. Um, Robert, wait. So Greg is the quiet one. No, Rob usually is the quiet one. Uh, Greg, Greg's the loud one. But it's like maybe they're go- maybe he's going through things. But that's, they still that's, what, that's, what, that's what people have told me. That's what people have told me. I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to ask them what's going on because I feel like it's not my place to ask. Or if either of them are having issues with stuff it's a i just let it be for now yeah you gotta let it be do you, now let me ask you do you have their number yeah both of them so do you text both of them yeah that's always been that way sorry but you, you text them in a pool or one at a time you know what i mean no we, we have a group text we've been running for like since 2019 the three of us in it Maybe Rob is going, Greg is speaking on my behalf. Maybe if you texted Rob solo and said, I have. Hey, you know. I have. Oh, you have? And just nothing? Nothing. Like, no, he responds. Ooh. He just says there are issues. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let it happen. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe maybe give Rob some time and space. I don't know. No, it's Greg who's not talking to me. He's not talking but, oh, Greg's not. Greg's not talking to you. Yeah, yeah it's weird. The whole thing's fucking strange. Whatever. I, I don't hold anything against them. Well, you can say that, but I bet you do. No, I really don't. I, I, I like. I'm a very positive person. I, I believe it. As, well, you're a better man than I. I would. I would hate whichever one's guts for. You know what I mean? That would really get to me to okay. be silenced by a guy who I press. You know what I mean? I do the recording for, and he sliced me like that. I would never let that go. Is okay. it Greg or Rob? I just don't. I I don't know. I'll leave this in. Look at the people. You know, uh, 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 the people listen to this shit. Like uh, hypothesize it was good clickbait. But I want to get back to you. Um. um yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. So I've been like a lot of people have been asking me about this lately. I don't even know how to address it. But whatever. 
Well, you know why? It's because you are, and they are too. You three of you are in the privileged positions to know each other. Meaning, if I if someone said, "Hey, do you, do you know Greg uh, Cardazona?" I'd say, "No, not really." I mean, we're perfectly friendly, but I don't really know him. And it, and they said, "Who does?" I'd say, "Rob." And the same about Rob. But <laughs> yeah. out, outside of that, it's, no really... it's you. You're the third Cardazona. People have said that even Anthony DeVito at a show had booked the three of them on together. Well, anyway, and he's yeah, he knows. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, well, I'm sorry you're going through it. Whatever. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Anyway, um, where are you right now? You're in your uh, uh, where I was. Uh, no, I, I'm in my place. I'm recording. I just, I'm, I find it easier to record over the phone. Even with multiple people, it just makes like it's like better than like cramming everyone into an apartment. Yeah, I agree. It's too stuffy. The weather's too good to do stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so um, I really want to. What he's touched on, we talk about moving forward with your artwork. That is a very good point. A lot of times, people try to, I notice, bring shit from the past they've made to profit off of, but it never does as good as when they do it like a new thing. Yeah, I think. The reason is because, well, you know what? I I think it's unnatural to me to have, like, a, a the producer or whatever, the um, marketer side of me. Yeah. So I don't even know. How, so I don't know. I mean, I see so some people who can really slickly, like, represent. Yeah, their, but they're, they're, they're doing on purpose or representing or re-screening or re-anniversary thing. Right, and they do it in a way where it's like really acceptable, and you go, "I love this thing, and I'm glad they're doing this because I because you know I like it." But I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I don't feel, and also I feel like creatively, sort of maybe a bit of wintering, like a bit of a drought, and a bit like unsure of who I am. So maybe it's kind of like maybe it's kind of like maybe I gotta. What was this all about? I felt good about this. You know what I mean? So. Um, so maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that, but I, but I do want to move on. And I think also like, you know, just straight up, like you see people who seem to be doing well and doing better. And then it makes you go or makes me go. I bet. Well, I put in a, some work once I have this a little stack of things. I put time into Do these, is this what we're looking for? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit of trying to re, you know, re. Uh, I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. It's like, for example, I love. I really one of my favorite comics is the Hellboy franchise. Okay. The guy uh, recently republished like a compilation book. It's like 800 pages of all his like first like demo drawings of trying to develop Hellboy. I was I'm reading and I'm like, he repackaged all the stuff that was like like rough drafts and demos. Clearly to make money, it feels like because it was like released in 2021 when it just turned, like around December 2020, January 2021. That's when it was released. It just it felt like a cash grab. I see. Well, but how does that make you feel? I have it. I enjoyed it. I read it a lot. I just got it more for the art form than any of the stories. It's not a story. It's just like the art. So I wanted to see the process. Okay. Well. There you go. I mean, yeah, everybody does it, but yeah. Uh, so what's the righteous thing to do? I guess is, is to you know, it'd be cool to just to burn it. To be like, I made this, <laughs> and show it to one person, and then burn it, and be like, tell, tell, tell people about this. 
Yeah, that's what Kafka did. That's what who did? Franz Kafka. He burned all his diaries. Did he really? Yeah, but he didn't know his um alleged uh homosexual partner. Like before he burned them, transcribed all, everything he wrote, hand wrote into like his own versions. So like everything published under Kafka's name is really just a transcribe from the guy he allegedly was dating. His partner was allegedly homosexual. Allegedly, they never confirmed it. I hope that didn't affect their professional life. I don't know. Um. Well, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, honestly, I didn't know that Kafka kept a diary. No, like everything. He has like about twenty books to his name, but they're all written in separate diaries. He burned all of them, but he did. He secretly, his partner uh, allegedly, uh, his alleged partner, when he was not in the house. Would Are you read, worried that Kafka's going to sue you for calling him gay? He was gay, right? Kafka's no, because gay. whenever whenever you watch documentaries on History Channel or like the Smithsonian, they always say his alleged homosexual. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to be like sophisticated like the Smithsonian. Okay, you're trying to be sophisticated like the Smithsonian. I got you. I respect that. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? He transcribed everything by hand and published it under his name later after his death. Wild. Yeah, wild. Well, he... He was Buck Wild, and everyone everyone remembers the name Kafka. Exactly. Everyone thinks of him as like a, tr- a transform. What, what did he do? He did the thing That's about the cockroach. The cockroach, the, which is the title of the Metamorphosis. That's the one. Yeah. Anyway, so Steve, we we got like let me see the uh, four more minutes. Just plug your shit. What you got? Four, four minutes. Well, I always do a half hour of every guest, and I have like a twenty minute intro I record. What you have a twenty minute intro? Yeah. Oh my god! What what do you what do you intro? I don't know. I'm recording the intro after this. I have the first ten minutes, so I got to record the other ten minutes. I don't mean to just clog up your time here, but what is the do you, do you, do you talk about the person that you're? Is the intro about me? Yeah, the second half is going to be. The first half wasn't. That's very interesting. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think. Well, honestly, Mateo, I mean, I don't have much to plug, dude. Besides, I mean, I'm not doing much, but I, it's an honor to talk to you. It feels nice to be thought about. And I, I'm not being a phony guy when I say I'll give you some shit. You got to let me know well, I'll, when I see you next. It'd be nice to do it on purpose so I could hand you some stuff because I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I made too much stuff. <laughs> That's great. No, I, I'll keep you posted. Thank you. Oh, can I, if anyone is, what is this, is this Let Us Be Idiots? Yes, it is. If anyone is watching, if anyone anyone listened to this, uh, no offense, I'm just prefacing it. I don't know. I don't know. No, it has a listenership, it does. I know, I know that. I'm just saying my, I'm just for my own superstitious. If you're listening to this still, uh, if you go to floaters.com.com, the movie I made is a movie I made is sitting on there waiting for you to watch it. And then there's a merchandise page, but don't order anything because it's not fun to go to the post office. And honestly, I took everything offline because it was my, my mom was the only person ordering things one at a time. So it was becoming cumbersome. But Mateo, I'm going to give you some clothing, whether you like it or not. I'm, I'm going to love it. I'm a size large. Perfect. Anyway, so like I, everyone, everyone, like as soon as you're, you're, everyone knows if you're listening to this, the link is already in the description for Flutters.com to film on Flutters.com. 
That's very sweet of you, Mateo. No, You're I, such I a legit, fucking professional. I, I really liked it. I, like, when I reviewed it when the podcast was with you and Greg and Rob Reboot, I didn't see it. I saw it the night, like, after editing it. I actually enjoyed the film. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I... I uh, I feel complicated about it because it took a it it sort of was tumultuous, but uh, yeah, sitting online it's 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 ready to be watched. It's just legs spread, <laughs> dust is settling on its torso. It's getting old, so look at it while it's young. No, no, what no. are you doing, man? Are you uh, are you acting and shit? I was. You saw the thing I posted? No. I I started in the stu- I, they asked me to star in some student film. Hell yeah! It's on Instagram and YouTube. I'll probably you can also check it out on KirklandComedy.com. Okay, I'll I'll click your Instagram right after this. Yeah, beautiful. Um, uh, um. Anyway, so um, God, I was gonna say something about that student film, and I can't remember. It was like the only other time I could consider myself could call myself an actor is uh, there are only two c- cases. Sketches I've started and wrote it myself, which I don't really consider because what you know. And then the mm-hmm. last time is when I was called in uh, to a casting call for the many scenes of Newark. And after seeing that piece of shit in the theater, not theater, that piece of shit of the film on HBO Max, I was like, I am so glad I am not, was not like booked or attached to that project. That was a Chaz Palminteri movie, right? Uh, no, that's uh, Chaz Palminteri was not in the many scenes of Newark. The many scenes of Newark was the Sopranos prequel. Oh, was that with Shia LaBeouf? No. Oh. What do you think about? Well, it? listen. You should. No one can do it. No one is you. You're a very specific dude. Yeah. No. No. I totally. No. I, I no, was uh, sorry. What? No. I'm sorry. What? Who, who are you supposed to be in the many saints? They when the cast when the agent contacted me. Who I, I don't have one, but they contacted me because of mutual like connections to Sopranos project. I know. They wanted to cast me as uh, Salvio Dante, Silvio Dante, when he was like younger, like a teenager. Oh. And uh, oh, Silvio, yeah, yeah, Silvio, and uh, I, thank God, I was like, I didn't get it because that film was garbage. I see. Well, yeah. well, still, it'd be kind of cool, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it sounds like it sucks. It did. No, it's awful. Everyone hated it. Even like, well, uh, I didn't see it, but if I saw it, I, you know, I don't know. I'm yeah. forming out my own opinion a bit. Anyway, um, I'm just trying to like run at the clock right now. I know it's. I can feel you doing that. What? Why not? Why don't we just? Why don't we just say? You know what? It is what it is. Short, short and sweet. No, we got, we got, or, a, we got a minute left. Let, let's just run it out. It was some fucking filler that no one wants to hear. Dude, I don't know if that's the right move. Uh, I really don't. Okay, I'm, you know what, everyone? I'm gonna cut it like a bitch. Danger. Danger. Representing all let us be idiots podcast. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Lou B, U B, raw. That's a real, that's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. They ask me how I do it, keep them coming with that hot flame. Dames take the reins, act a fool with my pin pains. Only place I do it is the show that gets the silliest. Tired of being stuffy, so I say let us be idiots. Y'all about to know that I'm the monster with the sick. No, call me PMS, probably million stacking. No, no, let's go. Drop lava rocks, burning infinite. Keep these bastards angry, angry bastards just don't give a ish. Lighting their ways up, bring the real deal. I feel we too much. Make them all squeal, mohill in my clutch. Make them out and now, Ruby, lighting it up. Got you saying, well, Lindy, you be raw. That's a real, that's a 
a real kid. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots.